What does it take to get comfortable with your own voice and be vulnerable with people you've never met before? Discover this and more with my guest, Tiffany Cook, on the Standout Get Noticed podcast. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to episode 287 of Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm Christina Cantor's communication skills trainer, speaker, and MC. In this episode, I am beyond excited for you to meet Tiffany Cook, who is a performance and mindset coach, champion boxer, and host of the spectacularly successful podcast, Roll With The Punches. Since launching the podcast only two years ago, Tiff has produced 474 episodes and counting. By the time you hear this, it'll be, it'll be more. Today, Tiff is sharing what she's learned about communication, vulnerability, and overcoming obstacles through her experience of meeting and interviewing so many unique people. So if you're thinking about doing interviews for a podcast or an Instagram live, or even if you're just looking for some inspiration from someone who's gone through some difficult times and has learned a lot about themselves, this will be an awesome episode for you. So let's get into it. Enjoy this one with Tiffany Cook. We were in the middle of lockdown in 2020 and my life was working as a PT and I'd bought previously bought two gyms and they hadn't yet turned a profit. So they got shut down. My ability to make an income got shut down. Fortunately, Ambulance Victoria gave me a contract training them online, which will be relevant in a moment. Um, And as a part of that contract, I said I would do on a Friday, a feel-good Friday get-together, which in my mind at first was just a casual get-together chat. We'll have wine. We'll have, you know, for the people that don't want to do burpees and (laughs) push-ups. Of which there are many. Yeah, (laughs) a lot, a lot. (laughs) Unbeknownst to me previously that. So I started that and within a few weeks I started getting friends and people in my network to come and speak to these guys to teach them the first one was like an aromatherapist and I was like how can we do self-care at home like how can these Mm. people look after themselves at home and then that sparked a bit of an idea and I reached into my network and I put together a six-week schedule of who I'd get to speak to these paramedics and I looked at that lineup and went oh wow that is tens of thousands of dollars worth of keynote speakers and these are people in my network And I absolutely loved that. And in the middle of rolling those out, I thought to myself, well, I could keep doing these, hold on to the audio, maybe one day when I've got 20 or 30 of them, roll them out weekly as a podcast. And in the middle of all that, I'll learn how to podcast myself. And that was the thought, which, as you know, my personality turned very quickly into I borrowed your gear, I thought of a cool name and I told the world to look out for the podcast before I'd even figured out how to get my voice from the little black box you taught me (laughs) to record on into the airwaves. No, I love that, just diving head in. Why not? (laughs) I think that's one of the best ways to get started. Yeah. And there's no hesitation or faffing about or procrastination. You just go for it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the driver for it was that in the position I was in with business and work, I thought to myself, everything is beyond my control right now. Wouldn't it be a shame to run around in the middle of these lockdowns when we're allowed doing PT sessions or finding a way to pay the bills 
if the world's going to make me lose everything anyway? Like what if Mm. this is bankruptcy for me? What if this is starting again? And so the last thing I would want to do is spend that time trying to earn money. So I thought, well, I'll spend that time building skill on all of the things that can't be taken away if the worst happens. And that was, I've always loved speaking and presenting. So I went, well, I can develop communication skills here. With my association with the ambulance, I have a little bit more, you know, gusto in approaching people and saying, hey, would you come Mm. and do this? So I felt like I could improve my network and weasel my way into higher network people. And, yeah, so that's where it all kind Mm. of started. Such an admirable attitude to Mm. have during that time where a lot of people were crumbling and throwing their hands up in the air and going, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. But you know what? I think I'm I'm good in crisis Mm. and sometimes better in crisis control than making decisions outside of that space. You know, when you're when you're back. I don't know. I've just had a weird, you know, I remember sitting in the park in St Kilda in the middle of lockdown doing a live Facebook video before all of this and saying, I know that something really good is going to come for me from this experience. And I don't know what that is yet, but I know it's coming. And I and I meant it. I wasn't just talking rubbish. I, I was like, I no, I feel it. Yeah. And I think that it's the process of letting go. I've always had trouble letting go. So I think when you're forced to let go, you've got all of this room to open your eyes and your arms up to something new and something amazing, see opportunities and yeah, kind of helped that one of my mates uh, was a podcasting guru that had some spare gear. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, I did my bit. I did what I could. <laughs> so, Tiff, let's talk about what you learned in those early days because, mm. you know, there'll be people listening who are thinking of maybe starting a podcast or maybe doing some interviews for, for videos or even doing some interviews for uh, events, interviewing a panel, that kind of thing. Yeah. And having you hadn't done any interviews before, tell me about the very first one. Who was it? How did you feel at the time? First one was an amazing guest. He was a mate of mine that I'd met. I call everyone my mate once I've met him <laughs> once, by the way. <laughs> it's a mate of mine I met through Craig Harper. He was a former special forces, special operations. He was in the bomb squad, had incredible stories to tell. So as soon as we got one of our kind of little lockdown lifts, I said, hey, will you come to the to the gym studio with me and just practice recording a first podcast? So we recorded two episodes that day and it was just really fun. I had no real plan. I knew enough about him and some of his stories, but I was really curious and excited to hear them. So I think for me, the naivety was the gift for me. I, The not researching or planning or knowing, but just being genuinely interested made me really excited and made me naturally fall into a great interview style that worked for me. Mm. But one thing I learned throughout that is this whole planning, not planning balance. And for me, not planning was the key, but I wasn't even really conscious. I would write down a handful of questions. Like I would spend, and I'm like this with everything I do. I'm like this with presenting or keynotes or workshops that I run. I spend a lot of time in my mind unpacking and deciding and figuring out content blocks and what, you know, what we want to get out of this. And I overthink it and I go over it. And so I have a bit of a plan, but then I never refer to it. It's like wearing a life jacket. 
in the water. It's like learn to swim and then just have the life jacket there but don't rely on Mm. it and you won't need it. But if you don't have the life jacket, you might just, if you miss a beep. (laughs) And it occurred to me, I remember having Dave Hughes on in the fairly early days, I can't remember what number, but he was difficult to lock down a time with. And I remember shooting him back a message going, you know, what about these two times? And then literally an hour before one of those times, he gets online and goes, oh, what about in an hour? And I remember kind of freaking out and going, I'm not prepared, I'm not, I'm not prepared, I'm not prepared. And then I was like, Tiff, you don't prepare anything. It was like when I own the first time I consciously realised that I don't actually have a plan when mm. I podcast. So I was just like, okay, yes, let's do it. So and just trusting in your own processes. Yeah, trusting in your own process. But listening, listening is the biggest thing. If you are curious and you are there to listen, then you won't go wrong. I know a lot of people have that thought of what am I going to say next? Yeah. Like a lot of people are in their own heads thinking about what am I going to say yes. as opposed to listening. Is that something that you ever experience? Yes and no. And I, and I think that it's a skill and I'm very aware that I feel sometimes shifts in my environment can put me in and out of that state for a little bit. It's not somewhere I naturally sit. Mm. That's why I think having a plan, like a security blanket, a few notes in front of you so that if you feel like you're listening to somebody and you don't yet have your next question or they're bringing that piece of conversation to a bit of an end, you can grab your next, oh, here's another thing I can lead into talking about. You mentioned changes in environment before. Mm. What do you mean by that? All right. So in, was it late last year, late 2021, uh, my old housemate works for Channel 31 and he said, oh, do you want to, I want to pitch your show to the network. So I was like, absolutely, we'll do a TV show out of this. And again, we were in a period of semi-lockdown. So the stu- we didn't have access to the studio. So at first we were, he would come to my place, set up. It was still done over Zoom. So it was the same process, yet behind my camera, there's this huge lights and camera set up and a producer walking around doing stuff. And it was weird because I'm doing the same thing I always do, but in my head there was this hyper-awareness and I couldn't get in the conversation the same and I was like, oh, my goodness. It's like mm. that almost you're in the conversation and then there's also that level of you watching and analysing and over-analysing, which is what a lot of people would experience in their first few episodes or first few conversations where they're like, oh, I'm so aware of where am I looking, where are my hands, what does my face look like on the camera that on Pete's camera that I can't see, you know, all of these questions. And so changes in environment like that for me highlighted that always have to be a little bit prepared and you just got to understand that maybe how you feel in a different environment doesn't necessarily mean you're not doing good. It's like managing your perception of what's going on in the moment. When you mentioned about the the not preparing, I think that could also, you know, it also allows you to bring some vulnerability into the podcast. And I really love that you're not afraid to share that you don't know everything about that person. Yeah. Like I was listening to an episode with, I can't remember her name, but she was doing the research into baby brain. Oh, Sasha Davies. Sasha. And you, at the start, you said, do you have kids? I should probably know that actually. (laughs) And a lot of podcasters would have edited that out, you know, because it's like, oh, I don't want to show that I haven't done any haven't done my planning, you yeah. know, haven't done my prep. But you were like, 
no, it's fine. I'll just keep it in. And I really love that, that vulnerable side that you, that you're okay to share. Were you always okay with sharing that side of yourself? Uh, Do you know what? The podcast has been an incredibly therapeutic and personal development, but healing process for me as a human. And on many levels. And one, even just as a coach, it's allowed me to feel very confident in just being authentic. And when people approach me for coaching now, I mean, I don't have to pretend anything. I'm not pretending to have the answers. I'm pretending the opposite, you know, like I'm, or I'm being like, I don't have the answers, mm. but I have the most amazing resources. And I think I have a really unique way of thinking and thinking differently. And I only discovered that because I allowed myself to ask the questions or make statements or say things that some people would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that on the podcast. I can't believe she asked that stupid question. Is there a, is there a question that stands out to you where you're like, oh, one. should I keep that in and you did anyway? I think there's been way too many for me, <laughs> for any to even stand out. Yeah. 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 It's just part of who you are. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, just sharing the deepest parts of myself has been quite an amazing you know it's strengthened my ability to have close relationships outside of just podcasting you know I realized really quickly like the first five episodes especially especially number five I went this is weird like I'm asking questions of people that I would in it to a personal nature that I would never normally ask or pry but I'm also sharing at a level that I would never and it was just something I I'd never experienced that in life before. And I was like, why am I? But like the boxing ring for me, when I learned things about myself in the boxing ring, it was a metaphor and it would span out into other areas of my life. And this felt the same. It was like, well, what's happening in here is is like the playing field for life. And so that will bleed out into life and it did and it's it's such a great experience. How else has it helped you in other parts of your life? Oh, all areas, like, well, one, I think just, you know, the whole goal setting, where do you want to be? Where do you want to be in five years? I don't answer that question anymore because five minutes before starting a podcast, that was never on my radar. So I go, I'm open to opportunities and I'll see them, but I'm not putting the blinkers on and having a plan. Also realising our perception of people and our perception of the world is only our story. It's only our perception and yeah, just to be really curious about that. So when you were asking these people these deep, vulnerable questions, did you ever think that you would be then encouraged to bring your own vulnerability to the podcast? I did it quite balanced. I was doing, definitely doing both. I'd never, because I'd never asked someone to share something that I didn't share. And I think mm-hmm. the reason people opened up in ways they did is because I would open up first and they went, oh, okay. You know, but it was been amazing because it's been several times I've had people coming on that are speakers that speak about really vulnerable topics and there have been more than one occasion that they have said I've actually never shared that part of my story before and like I have goosebumps saying that because that's really special to me you get someone that's used to talking about their story and used to sharing it but hasn't shared at all absolutely and I'm the same like I had a guy (laughs) had a guy come on a psychotherapist, Dr. Bill. He's featured a lot now in not just in episodes but just in conversations on the podcast. <laughs> but he come on uh, to talk about his book about mental health and that first episode turned into the most vulnerable and confronting episode. It turned into a psychotherapy session on me 
podcast that normally get put up within days, that one went up a month later. Took two weeks before I, I didn't realise, but it took me two weeks before I'd even opened the file to edit it and another two weeks of deliberation of can I put this out into the world and I was very nervous and very uncertain about how that would be received and how I would feel and it was amazing. Mm. Like it was, again, just very therapeutic and healing. And Did you get messages from people? Yeah. From that episode? Yeah. What episode number was that? 168. 168. All right. <laughs> I'm going to link that up so everyone. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. Yeah. But, you know, that was the thing is realising. And do you know what's really funny as well is sometimes thinking that an episode's not going to land, like we need to step out of our own way and everybody else's way. Like sometimes I'll think, I don't know if this is a great episode for people. And sometimes those are the ones that I would get messages of people thanking me going, oh, you just know who to talk to. And I'm like, oh, great. Because we forget that not everyone lives in our head, in our world, with our perceptions. And sometimes people want more complex stuff or some people want really simple stuff. And everyone sees themselves in a part of someone else's story. And that doesn't always have to be me. Like other people will still resonate with things. So let's talk about communication because I remember speaking to you in the early days of your podcast and you were like, oh, I've learned so much about um, just how I'm communicating and it's helped me improve Mm. my own communication. Mm. Can you share what doing so many interviews, how it's helped you with your own communication or what you've learned about communication? Oh, well, there was one point that I, I would occasionally listen to an episode that I'd just published and have to Google the words I'd used. Have I used that correctly? And where did that come from? So you start to realize that you, like the learning, I can't, three months into podcasting, I was telling everybody that I have, I learned more than I felt I could ever learn in any university education. I felt like the world had literally opened up. So my vocabulary, my understanding, the term, like it just evolved. I didn't mean to. And I remember before that thinking about running events and speaking And the thing that was always on my back about it was I had this feeling, we all get imposter syndrome, but mine was really revolving around I need to know the science, I need to know the terminology, I need to teach, blah, 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 blah. And so I was getting really caught up on, well, I understand the concepts of the things I want to talk about, but I forget the details and I forget the terminology and the names and the science and like that doesn't happen anymore. Because I've just embedded myself so much into so many conversations that you just you just understand the world differently. You understand topics differently. It's weird. Mm. Like the amount of times I had to Google a word I'd used. It's like you're a little baby. I just think about this because like I've got a toddler yes. and like she mimics like all these words that we say and, you know, that, that's just how she's, she's absorbing everything. And it's almost yeah. like you're doing a similar thing where you're just absorbing everything your guests are saying. Yeah. And also taking on some of their, like seeing how they view the world, their perspectives, their approaches. Like I'm a different person living in a different world, like both to both things. I'm a different person and the world that I live in is now a different world because of how I understand and perceive it and what I know. And there is no price for that. Like that is the most incredible thing to feel and experience. But I think back, sometimes I'll listen to a really old episode, being able to go back and listen to a different version of yourself and go, oh, wow. You don't realise. I remember a few episodes in calling Craig uh, and going, okay, so I've got my head around doing this thing now. 
and I want to get better at it, but I don't know what that is. Like I don't know what being good at this is. There was no plan. There was no process for me. And to come along the way and listen back and go, oh, I've gotten better, but I don't know how. And I say that to Craig as well. Craig Harper on the U Project and he's done heading towards a thousand episodes now and I co-produce with him and I said to him the same thing. I said, you're better now as a host. Your communication skills are better and I can't tell you how or why, but it's the same thing. It's like you've, you've just evolved in the way that you communicate and the way that you listen and the way that you interact. And there's just so much of that you can't teach, which is why I think people just be scared but do it anyway. Waiting's not going to fix anything. Waiting is not the answer. No, absolutely. You're right. You've just got to dive in and do it and accept that you might be a bit crap at the start. Yeah. And that's perfectly fine because you've never done it before. Yeah. You can't be naturally brilliant at something when it's the first time you've ever done it. Yeah. Were there some, thinking back to your early days, were there any like boo-boos that you made at the beginning where you're like, oh. I don't think there were any big boo-boos, but I, I noticed a drop of what I didn't realise, oh, I think there was a bit of a bit of bravado. There was a bit of a facade in those first ones that fell away really quickly and it wasn't a deliberate thing. Like I didn't feel like it was there until I realised that it wasn't. Here's what I would recommend to anyone that's thinking about it. Don't, like, and I kind of hit on this before, but don't let your judgement stop you from putting an episode up. So I hear a lot of people say if you if you think an episode's crap, don't put it up. Well, I don't know. It depends. What is the purpose of your podcast? What is your purpose of what you're doing? For me, it was I held those two things I mentioned before really strong that was improving my skills and my networking. So it wasn't about building a brand. It wasn't about building a sponsorship or a business or anything. So I held those at the forefront and I promised myself that I would put every episode up. And I remember having one once with Tony Walker, the CEO of Ambulance Victoria. I was really excited at the time. I was working with the ambulance and I really loved him. And on the day that we recorded, I was feeling pretty flat. In the middle of the episode, I'm recording with him. I had that voice on my shoulder going, this is really embarrassing. You're really bad at this. You're not good at this. This is a terrible interview. Tony thinks you're blah, 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 blah. And afterwards I listened to it and I went, oh, that was a really great conversation. And then I got feedback from one of my paramedic friends that said, Tony said that was really great and he, and you got him to talk about things that he didn't expect to be sharing. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, so when that imposter syndrome is there with you in the moment, just let it go. Mm. It's just your own crap. Yeah. And like you said before, you know, there have been times where you're like, oh, I don't think this is, that was very good. Like who's going to find that useful? But then there's people out there who who will because they've yeah. got different life experiences, different things that they need to learn and it's going to impact them yeah. on, a, on a deeper level. Yeah. And I think that I'm shining a light on guests, not on me. So if I'm the one that sounds like a douche in the conversation, it doesn't matter because it's not about me. It's about the person that's on the podcast with me. Absolutely. And, yeah, that just takes the pressure off you as well when you make it about yeah. the other person. I'm just yeah. a bogan, Christina. <laughs> I mean, have a listen to this voice. <laughs> I love that you've embraced your boganness. <laughs> oh, it's so funny, isn't it? That was, I remember when I was starting, I was like, am I really going to start a podcast when I sound like this? Have a go at it. <laughs> Whenever we run podcast courses and we get people on the on the mics, I always ask, all right, hands up if you love the sound of your own voice. 
and no one ever raises their hand. No one. <laughs> and everyone's like, I hate my voice. And we're like, yes, because people have never heard themselves before through mm. headphones and all of a sudden they hear it and ev- everyone hates it. I've learned that over time you just learn to be okay with it yeah. even though you don't love it. For me, I just want to be authentic. I'm not pretending to be anyone. This is not about me. I'm not here to teach you anything. Well, I mean, I'm here to teach you any stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, I don't want people to go, oh, this person's a... Yeah, you don't want that radio like, hi, and welcome to the blah, blah, blah show. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, listeners don't want that yeah. from podcasts. Well, this is what I said to you about doing solo podcasts. You're really amazing at that. I find that really challenging still because most of my shows are with guests and so I've done a handful of solo ones, but I find that show voice, I find it really difficult to make the switch. And because I'm, a, you know, four episodes a week, time poor with mm-hmm. it, I'll have, you know, if I don't do a, get a one-hit wonder where I get down, start talking, and I just, if I have to restart a couple of times so I'm not happy with what I've said, that's it, gets packed up, and uh, I've probably done about four or five solo episodes in total. <laughs> Keep on going. It's 1%. A, it's, you'll, you'll learn more. <laughs> look, look at it this way. It's, it's, a, it's all a learning process yeah but that's environment right because I remember presenting on somebody's business webinar that had hundreds of people and I couldn't see them right so everyone was on zoom but there were no faces and I had to talk for an hour so I did that for an hour with no feedback but in my mind there's people there and it's weird to sit in front of a computer and go why can't I pretend that why all of a sudden my brain knows it and this the environment is different and now I can't perform so it's just understanding and hacking and, and finding your own way to mm. ease into it. Yep. I record my solo episodes in my wardrobe, so I'm basically staring into my clothes. Oh, that's But you're yeah. right, like I have to imagine my audience listening. Yeah. I imagine their smiley faces because otherwise you, you can't do it. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it takes time to, like, fig- to figure that out. This is why a lot of people struggle to present on camera as well because they're speaking to a a machine, like a, a device, yes. as opposed to speaking to human faces. Yeah. You've got to somehow either put physically put pictures of people behind it or imagine it. Yeah. yeah. I think I start listening to what I say as well. So I'm the speaker and the listener at the same time. That doesn't work for me. I'm like, you've got to stop <laughs> being the listener, just worry about what you're talking about and mm. pretend there's people there. <laughs> oh, the levels. There's just <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. So, Tiff, oh. do you have a dream guest that you haven't yet had on the show? Oh, I've got a couple. I want Joe Dispenza, obviously. Everyone wants Joe Dispenza and Dr. Gabor Mate would be a dream guest. We've got, well, Craig's got him coming on the U Project. I have got Bruce Perry coming on the end of the year and he's a dream guest too, so I'm very excited about that. What does he do? He just released a book with Oprah Winfrey oh. called What Happened to You. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Love it. I'm a bit of a trauma nut, so okay. anyone in the trauma space. Kind of weird thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> I love your trauma. Share it with me. <laughs> Any final tips for someone who's thinking about getting started? Maybe not, maybe not with a podcast, but just doing, like having a conversation with someone, interviewing them, you know, sharing that knowledge. Just show up, be yourself, be okay with making mistakes, own them. Like your guests, just make them, like making your guests comfortable so that you're both just in a conversation, not on a show. So you just, you know, a couple of minutes having a little chat mm. and you're good to go. Love it. You make it sound so easy, Tiff. Boom. It's so easy. <laughs> easy. You got this. You got this. <laughs> Let's do this. You got Tiff's blessing. Go do it. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Tiff, for joining me on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure. Where can people find you and your podcast online? Uh, you can check me out at www.rollwiththepunches.com.au and all the usual podcasting haunts. 
A huge thanks to Tiffany Cook from Roll With The Punches podcast for being such a wonderful and generous guest on the show this week. Make sure you subscribe to her podcast and learn more about her work at rollwiththepunches.com.au. I'll also link up where you can connect with Tiffany as well as the podcast episodes of hers that we mentioned in the show notes at thecmethod.com slash 287. And that wraps this week's episode. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Keep on being awesome and I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Canters and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed. <laughs>